Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the Constitution for the United States of America, the supreme law of the land is our guide, to use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founders is one of the peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Dr. Scott Bradley, of course, is with me riding shotgun today on the show. And we have an incredible guest today, Stephen Kovac. He's a reporter for TheEpicTimes.com, a prolific writer, uh, an investigative <laughs> uh, guy to say the least. And man, has he got some barn burner stuff to share with us. Stephen, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Sam, it's an honor to be with you and Dr. Bradley. All right, catch me up really quick. Just let everybody know who Steve is, will you? Yes, I'm a news reporter with the Epic Times. I'm on the national team. I'm based out of Michigan, and one of my main beats is uh, election integrity. Wow, we need guys like that on the beat. I'll t- <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Excellent to know. Now, there's so much going on around the country, and i got to get your take on this before we get to a couple of articles that you've written with some explosive information in them. Uh, but I look at this. You know what? When the government, the FBI, the Justice Department literally is in the inside with, say, Twitter and Facebook and other companies, and they literally shut down news about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden for the 2020 election, they peddle propaganda, which they know to be false, the Russian uh, scandal against Donald Trump supposedly before the 2020 election. I submit to you that is election fraud. Guys like me got banned on Twitter and shut down. Uh, okay, now you fast forward to 2022, and Joe Biden has literally classified documents hanging out in his garage. Uh, and his, uh, I guess, external office is a, quote, professor at a university. We find classified documents there four days before the election. They spike the story, let the election happen, and then after, tell us about it. Um, again, I submit to you, this is election fraud. And then you add to that the George Santos guy that got elected on completely, absolutely, blatantly false pretenses. I submit that's election fraud. But no one be, seems to bring this up. They want to say in the media. They, in the media, they want to say over and over and over without evidence. They claim this without evidence. Look, this is the evidence. I just laid it out. This guy flat out lied to get elected. The government is literally shutting down certain news peddling propaganda news, forcing media companies to go along with it. Close elections are decided on false pretenses. This is clear and present election fraud. What do you say to that, Mr. Kovac? Well, Sam, the great tragedy is that most of the American people are patriotic. They love this country. They love God. They love their family. And they are law-abiding, and they want to use the American system that's worked for two centuries uh, to get redress of their grievances. And the tragedy is 
that the very people that we would turn to to help us to do an investigation, to get to the truth, to uh, bring people to justice, it appears that uh, they are disinterested in doing their job at best and perhaps involved in things at worst. Would you, do you think it's election fraud, though, or am I going too far, sir? Anything that would undermine the confidence of the American people uh, in an election through various means, and information is the key in this, uh, is, is uh, I, I would, I don't know if I'd use the word fraud, but it, it, it's definitely uh, not right and unjust and immoral. I agree with that completely, Dr. Bradley. I don't know what else to call it when you literally lie about every aspect of your life like George Santos. Every single aspect of your life that matters to a person to build an understanding of who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in, uh, etc. And and you lie about every aspect of your life and then you get elected. I don't know what else to call it but fraud, Dr. Bradley. Well, yeah, there's fraudulent activity that's going on. There's no, no question about it. And... And we've been so complacent for so long, we've left it to the guys that are in office to do that. And we, we just can't do that. We, the people, have a responsibility to be engaged in these things all along the way. We, we just simply uh, have got to, uh, you know, it's, it's like, um, oh, Andy Jackson said in his farewell address, you know, the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. Eternal vigilance. We've got to be vigilant at all times. And and we we just cannot just kind of turn a blind eye or sit on our couch and I don't know what people are doing on their couches whether they're you know drinking beer or, or watching soap operas or, or utterly waste of time everything we've got to reengage and participate in this um, I I just I I just can't get people uh, to pay enough time. I mean, it just seems like we got to get people to pay attention more, and and that's what we're trying to do, just absolutely constantly about You're this. You're right about that. <clears throat> so I uh, check out I this check out this headline though. This is since last October, so even before the 2022 elections, we knew this. And I, again, I just don't know what other word to use besides fraud. Look, in October 2022, Colorado Secretary of State's office blatantly admits that it mailed. Over 31,000 voter registration instruction cards to non-citizens or illegals. Now, I don't want to say illegals in every case because non-citizens could be somebody with a green card or whatever else. But look, you can't be mailing those out knowing full well that that's going to result in ballots as a return. Uh, Stephen Kovac, what do you say? This is insane. Well, the state think explanation was it was an analytical error, and they blamed it on their computer. Uh, and that seems to be a pattern across the country. With uh, we're, we're involved in a case in Wisconsin now, and, and they're uh, calling it a, a clerical error when they committed a, a, a big boo-boo in terms of uh, maintaining uh, the integrity of the election rolls. And, you know, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. You know, in 2019 in Texas, 95,000 non-citizens actually were able to register to vote. Okay? And of them, 58,000 voted in one or more Texas elections. 
So this is uh, not unusual to, you know, not unique to Colorado, what's, what's been going on. You know, so it's the interesting. Example, the example you give, uh, and I just want to highlight this, then we'll turn it over to Dr. Scott Bradley again. Uh, 150,000 votes in the 2020 election were not even tied to a valid address in Wisconsin, as you point out. I look at these things, and there's so many anomalies uh, that you cannot believe they're coincidences or mistakes or computer errors anymore. You have to believe there's an avalanche. I'll give you an example. Uh, Arizona tried to say we're not going to let illegals vote, and the Biden administration sued the state of Arizona over it. This is the kind of stuff we're talking about, Dr. Bradley. Well, indeed, there's a, a concerted effort to completely destroy the Americanist principles. And and I, I look at this thing in Colorado. Let's go back to that for just a second. These 31,000 voter registration instruction cards that went to, quote-unquote, foreign nationals, the vast majority of them had to be illegals. I'm, I'm virtually positive. Okay, living in the state. It was set out in the months leading up to the 2022 midterm elections. Well, here's the deal. You know, you get a voter instruction card. You say, hey, man, I'll fill this out and send it in. Well, you're registered, okay? They call it a data analytical error, you know. Well, so there were 58 counties that got this thing happened in Colorado. Well, you know, think of Bobert and her election and all this kind of stuff that happened. I mean, they want to get rid of her out of... You know, she's one of their congresspersons. But but some of this is tied back, and, and, and maybe Stephen can tell us about this, but Colorado has a contractual relationship with the Election Registration Information Center. They call it ERIC. It's a nonprofit, private organization offering voter registration maintenance services to 32 states. Okay, so so here's something that has you know, surfaced in Colorado, but they got two thirds of the states that are that are tied into this group. And if this error has happened in, in Colorado, I just wonder how many other uh, states didn't have that quote unquote error. There's some significant role, this private nonprofit organization that everybody's putting all their eggs in that basket and hoping that they do a good job. And they've allowed this huge influx of illegal voting, which could very likely completely change the outcome of an election. I don't know, Stephen, is, is, am I on the wrong path on this thing? Is there a is there somebody that uh, should say, hey, we don't want to work with this Eric group anymore because they're too prone to error or they're biased in a certain way? Is there anything to this concept? Well, you're, you're also uh, needing to understand that uh, Eric is uh, dedicated to increasing voter turnout, and they make these uh, states that they have uh, contracted with to basically engage in a voter registration uh, drive. And those drives have been shown to be uh, targeted to areas that uh, traditionally vote for liberal Democrats. So. Um, Eric, Eric is a is a, a data vacuum cleaner. It picks up all kinds of personal information from the state's Department of Motor Vehicles uh, records, and they use that uh, data. They, they claim they don't share it with anybody. They don't sell it, but they use it for their their own purposes, and it, it's to uh, determine who voted, who didn't vote, who's voting absentee 
who's voting uh, early, uh, what's the status of their vote. And that is gold. That information is gold to political campaigns. So many states are, uh, well, the legislatures are very content with Eric because they have the ability to shuffle off the responsibility to somebody else. When it comes down to it, it's our elected officials that need to be watching over what's going on here. And, you know, we didn't get any help from the United States, uh, from the Wisconsin State Supreme Court recent case where Eric actually flagged 69,000 people that had moved out of state. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court held that the Wisconsin State Election Commission was not obligated to remove those moveaways from the state voter rolls. So it, it, it's a it, it's a complicated situation. When we lose the vote, literally, I mean, there are two things in my mind that I, I've always said prevent us or, or at least are stopgap things to keep us from having to go to open rebellion. One is the Constitution. We we have it. It's an organic document. We can go back to it. The other thing is the vote. But if our votes have been stolen and the people have lost the confidence in the vote, there's there's a kind of a an uproar from the peanut gallery on this thing. And and you know, we talk about the motor vehicles and the and the driver license things. There's states that are basically saying, hey, you know, come on in, you illegals, we'll give you a driver license. And they use it, well, it's public safety. We need to make sure that they know how to drive. Baloney, you get a driver license, it's de facto citizenship. I mean, that's the way they treat it. You show your driver license if you go anywhere, and it's like, oh, here, I'm going on an airplane, whatever. And and we are just, we're selling our souls in this idea that, that they put a spin on it and and very quickly we find well, that there's a destruction the epic times doing a phenomenal job in addition to stephen kovac who's with us being a national news reporter for the epic times but listen to this email i just got wisconsin special counsel finds zuckerberg's election money violated state bribery laws facts matter says the headline Roman Belmakov with the article for the Epic Times. They're going to have a um, video or a, 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 a news delivery, news um, press release or press conference about this. And it says this, the special counsel who was appointed to study the 2020 election in Wisconsin submitted his, quote, official report in which he determined that the millions of dollars that Mark Zuckerberg spent on the Wisconsin election violated the state's laws in regards to bribery. Now listen, multiple other issues were also found. The special counsel found that the following, unconstitutional drop boxes, illegal directives from the Elections Commission in regard to nursing homes, as well as problems with the voter rolls themselves. Can you have more fraud than that, Stephen Kovac? Well, I'm proud to be affiliated with the Epic Times. Our motto is truth Amen. and tradition, and we're trying to live up to that. Uh, Wisconsin has tremendous problems, and lots of it centers on the bloated voter rolls. Now, you got 7.3 million registered voters in the state of Wisconsin in a state that has only 5.9 million people. 
approximately 4.5 million are voting age. 3.5 million are on the active list. 3.6 million more than on the active list are on the inactive list. And I say all that to tell you that over uh, the course of the last several years, there's been literally hundreds, I've got a figure here, 425 lawsuits were filed by Democrats around the 2020 election. And many of those were filed to ensure ineligible people were maintained on voting rolls. Now, why do you suppose that is? That, that, that's the question. And, and in uh, Michigan and also uh, um, in Colorado, uh, the Public Interest Legal Foundation is battling with the state election authorities uh, to remove even dead people off the voter rolls, and these these officials are uh, are refusing. And the other thing that's very uh, concerning is federal law requires that they that the state officials be able to produce a plan, a progress report, if you will, about what they're doing to clean up the voter rolls which is required by federal law to be done periodically. And the Public Interest Legal Foundation cannot even get access to those plans or progress reports. So this is, this is what we're up against. And also I want to tell you, too, um, Eric has – Eric, that Election uh, Information Registration Center, they have uh, clauses in their contract that bind the states from releasing – data to the public when people are making inquiries to get information to be able to evaluate are we having truly fair and free elections and that's the foundation well, and, and it would be criminal activity government. though Stephen. it would be criminal activity for uh, states to sign a contract like that because that would violate um foia requests and grandma requests and these kind of things uh, that the public ah, has but, a right to ah but um Eric is a non-governmental organization, and they claim they're not subject to open records requests. Try, try, try to get something from them. Try to get them. No, to you're respond. right, but I, but I'm saying if a government makes a deal with that, shielding records that makes the government officials who agreed to that liable. No, it's a mistake at best. That, that's what I'd say. All right, I say it makes them liable though if. Uh, I uh, literally met with the ombudsman for the state of Utah for records, and I debated an attorney about this. And the attorney tried to play games with me and say that he printed out a record, and so it didn't count as the record that I was asking for and this and that. And he got his head handed to him, and the attorney eventually got fired. Okay, You cannot take records out of the realm of um, Freedom of Information Act requests and then say that they're not available because if you change the nature of the record, it doesn't change the requirement of fulfilling FOIA and grandma requests, etc. Uh, so I submit to you that we need to be suing these states all across the country over this. Well, the government's using these uh, NGOs and, and you know non-governmental organizations, so-called uh, nonprofits, uh, basically to do their bidding. You know, if the government can't get away with it, they farm they farm the uh, ill-doing off on a, on a quasi-private organization. Yeah, what word would we use to intentionally do that prevent, to prevent transparency? What, what word? I, I was using the word fraud, but people don't like that word. So what word do, should we use, Dr. Bradley? 
Well, I don't know. They're obfuscating at the very best. I mean, they're trying to hide. They're taking away transparency. <clears throat> it's interesting. This is not the only place this is done, as you probably have already figured. But I look at what our own senator from Utah, uh, Mike Lee, did. He says, oh, no, these NSA guys shouldn't be able to grab all of your, you know, metadata and everything else like that on your communications Oh, man, I'm going to save everybody from that. So what did he do? He got a law passed that says, oh, no, we offload this to a third party who then provides it to a, th a private third party like these NGOs that uh, that Stephen has talked about, like these uh, uh, nonprofits. But in this particular case, they get it directly from the vendors that provide the communication stuff, and they claim to have protected us. All it's done is insulated the the uh, or obfuscated the government's violation of our privacy. You know, the whole Fourth Amendment's basically out the door. And and we keep using those things, and we give everybody a pass to do that. Everybody's cheering Mike Lee on for making that kind of an adjustment in the way that the NSA collects our personal information for our communications. And no, all he did is say, we'll, give it, we'll let these private third-party guys provide it to the government, and it, it shields the government from all of these FOIA requests. I mean, it is... It is absolutely criminal, and, and we, we hold them up as, as these gigantic constitutional saviors, and they're not. And, and so, you know, I, I've used this before, and I don't want to, why don't we, why don't we let Stephen talk for a while, because I'm talking way too much, and then when we're done, maybe I'll give you a quotation from one of the founding fathers about yeah, stuff Stephen, like this. Stephen, what do you think the takeaway is here? I mean, I know this is like incredible reporting and, and, and factual information, but what do we do, sir? It all comes down to your state legislatures, and uh, I'll tell you what. I live in Michigan. Michigan actually lost ground. We lost both houses. We had two the House and Senate in our state controlled by Republicans for decades. In this last election, somehow, we lost the majority in both of those houses. So now we have a Democrat governor, Democrat Secretary of State Soros back. We have a Democrat Attorney General Soros back. And now two houses of our legislature dominated by Democrats. So you're not going to be able in Michigan to expect that they're going to do anything in favor of uh, improving election integrity. I think uh, there was at least a dozen, maybe 20 bills that were vetoed by the Democrat governor. Now, Wisconsin, they have the Republican legislature control but they have a democrat governor who vetoes everything that comes across his desk that would tighten up the management of these elections now texas texas is another example it's, it's on the front burner right now you know texas everybody's republican at the state level they have all the control both houses the legislature the governor the attorney general they're a republican state for all practical purposes well, there comes along a state senator that offers a package of reforms, proposals to tighten up uh, potential for election fraud in Texas, and he's not Mr. Popularity with his own colleagues. So he's holding the feet of his colleagues, Republicans, to the fire to make them vote on some serious reforms that would clean up some of these situations that we've been talking about this morning.
Stephen, it's a big battle we have, and I really appreciate your in-depth reporting, and I appreciate the Epoch Times doing a phenomenal job to bring this to light. Now it's up to we, the people, to put pressure on our legislative bodies all across the country to stand up and stop this stuff. Look, we can't have illegals voting. Uh, We can't have the voter rolls just full of fraudulent, bogus data. We have got to stand up and set aside the debate uh, and work together because this affects everyone, no matter where you stand. We don't have honesty in the elections. We have nothing. Stephen, thank you so much, sir. We'll have you back. Thank you, Sam. TheEpochTimes.com. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Taylor Dudley, a 35-year-old Navy vet from Lansing, Michigan, was detained by Russian Border Patrol police in April of 2022 after attending a music festival. For reasons unknown, Dudley crossed from Poland into a Russian enclave, which is a territory governed by Moscow between Poland and Lithuania. Former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson is attributed for securing his release. Idaho student's murder suspect, Brian Koberger, briefly appeared in court on Thursday where he waived his right to a speedy preliminary hearing. What this essentially means is that he will not appear in a courtroom again until June 26th. His defense team also filed a request for discovery and information about a co-defendant. The probable cause affidavit does not identify a co-defendant. Thursday's storms in the South USA have taken a toll. So far, at least six people are reported dead in Alabama following storms Thursday. The fatalities reported in Autauga County and officials in the city of Selma said there was, quote, significant damage there. Governor Kay Ivey's declared a state of emergency for at least six counties, while Georgia is under a statewide emergency. Thousands of customers in both states were without power as of Thursday evening. I'm Ryan Daniels. Lisa Marie Presley, the only child of Elvis Presley, has died at the age of 54 years old. Her mother, Priscilla Presley, made the announcement. Paramedics were called to a home in Calabasas, California, Thursday mid-morning. Craig Little, a spokesman for the county's fire department, said the call for help was for a woman in full cardiac arrest. Calabasas, California is a 30-minute drive northwest from downtown Los Angeles. National Football League playoffs start up this weekend. Games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. This is USA News. Like bones, your teeth lose density and become weaker over time, which can lead to tooth decay. And that can make your visit to the dentist feel like this. But if you want your dental visit to feel like this, try Crest Densify. Crest Densify actively rebuilds tooth density to extend the life of teeth by remineralizing enamel. Densify from Crest, the number one toothpaste brand in America. Smile, Crest has you covered. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why My Pillow has developed the My Pillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA, or call 800-951-8175. That's mypillow.com, promo code USA. 
I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Ladies and gentlemen, the Republic is on the verge of civil war, I'm afraid. Huh. Or war against the cartels, or war against the government, or war against each other. We're becoming so divided. I reject this trend. I would love peace and prosperity. And the way back is the checks and balances, ladies and gentlemen. But let me give you an example how derelict in their duty the Republicans are now. Kevin McCarthy just signaled to reporters, Dr. Bradley, that he would consider expunging one or both of President Trump's impeachments. That's according to The Hill. So we're in this crisis mode over elections. We're in this crisis mode over national security due to, uh, you know, classified documents. We're in an inflationary problematic period. We're uh, in, uh, you know, all kinds of theaters of war. We've got, and we're really going to spend our time trying to expunge the impeachment on Donald? Well, (laughs) you know, bread and circuses diverted the attention of the Romans from their uh, pathway to the destruction of their republic. Of course, they kind of lost their republic earlier, but... Any th- any vestiges of it were destroyed by their uh, willingness to divert their attention into bread and circuses. And uh, dishonorable people are at the head of these kinds of things. I mean, I think about, uh, we, we were talking with Stephen in the last half hour about the uh, uh, issues of election and and election integrity. And, and he's talking about this guy in Texas that is trying to get some common sense things put in that will help improve election integrity but the Republicans are fighting it and and that's I think that's the basis of a lot of these things a lot of the election law that's being passed nowadays is incumbent protection law and like in Utah for example Utah is considered to be a Republican state it's really not most of the people that run under the R would have to wear another signal if they were in another state in order to win but if you put an R in front of your name uh, in Utah, you get elected. Everybody votes kind of straight party line and all that kind of good nonsense. And we end up with people that are that are really, really not standing for the principles of the republic in the United States and in our state. So anyway, this incumbent protection stuff happens. And uh, there's a little quotation, if I just might give you this. Uh, I've read it before to your... Uh, uh, audience, but uh, this is a guy by the name of Noah Webster. He's an American founding father and great Christian fellow. A uh, lot of interesting things about him if you ever want to talk about him. But, but here's what he said. Or he wrote anyway. All secret attempts by associations or otherwise to give one set of men or one party advantages over another are mean, dishonorable, and immoral. All secret combinations. See, the founding fathers had coined this term, secret combinations of men to gain for themselves or their party, basically it's conspiracy, for themselves or their party, advantages or preferments to office are trespasses upon the rights of others. Nothing can be honorable which is morally wrong. God commands you to choose for rulers just men who will rule in the fear of God. The preservation of a republican government depends on the faithful discharge of this duty. If the citizens, now again this goes back to we the people, So listen up, people, because we are the ones that ultimately have the responsibility. If the citizens neglect their duty and place unprincipled men in office, 
The government will soon be corrupted. Laws will be made not for the public good so much as for selfish or local purposes. Corrupt or incompetent men will be appointed to execute the laws. Hmm, judges, wow. Well, anyway, go back to the quotation. The public revenues will be squandered on unworthy men, and the rights of the citizens will be violated or disregarded. Every time I read that, I say, people, this is the nature and beast that we're dealing with right now in the United States. We have put these (laughs) corrupt and uh, unprincipled men in place. Uh, these, These incompetent people... Uh, he calls them incompetent men. I mean, these are not my words. Will be appointed. I mean, we keep putting, and they're not just men now, they're women too. So, I mean, there was some hope that when the women got involved in politics, it would clean it up. It hasn't proven to be the case. And you might look at the picture of Nancy Pelosi uh, next to the definition of corrupt politician in the dictionary. But at any rate, <coughs> they're squandered. And the rights of the citizens are violated or disregarded. That's the condition we find ourselves in America today. We have, we have squandered and doctor, the Doctor, do they greatest... go on for the remedy? Well, it doesn't go on for the remedy. I mean, the, it's up to us. I keep saying okay, it's I'll, I'll up give you to the remedy. us. I'll okay. give you the remedy. All you got to do is take what he says leads to the problem and reverse that. So they say that if we the people are derelict in our duty, we don't pay attention, we don't elect good, honest, wise servants of the republic who believe in the supreme law of the land who look to god family and country and who will keep their oaths of office if not electing those people to office but electing uh you know wicked people or whatever you want to call it to office is the problem then the answer is for the people to start to pay attention for the people to get engaged for the people to uh, elect good honest wise leaders um so i guess what i'm saying is all you got to do is take the the problem and what it leads to turn it around and the fix is just as simple. It most certainly is. Now, again, we, we took decades to get to the depths of despair that we're in right now. But I, I have people that come to me, and I've, I've said this before on your program. You know, people come to me and say, Mitt Romney deceived me. No, he didn't. You didn't even look at what was going on. You read the lip service, this bread and circuses stuff that was coming out, this uh, chameleon stuff that was being fed to you. And you just adopted it without any cognitive reasoning. you got to start using your head, people, is what this boils down to. And I know, I always say this, we have probably half the population of the na- nation now that's got uh, brain uh, damage. Uh, brain cells have been killed by oxygen deprivation for all the many, 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 many months that they wore these face diapers that prevented Amen. a full exchange. And so we got people that somehow have lost the ability to even think to the point of their end of their nose. And and we are it's really insane. in a deep problem. But so we, Let me but give you we an example. are thinking. Okay. Let me give you an example to highlight this electing leaders that are a problem. I don't know if you know about this, but there's an all-Muslim city council in the United States. Did you know that? I didn't. It's in the Detroit suburb uh, of, I don't know how you say this word, Handrum? H-A-M-T-R-A-M-C-K. Hamtrunk? Anyway, this all-Muslim city council in the suburb of Detroit approves animal sacrifices at home now. Jack Davis, the Epic Times is where I got the article. And they're literally now, you can just go out on your porch or whatever and just, like, start doing animal sacrifice, buddy. You know, 
I've told you a number of times how, how Jefferson has, uh, he, he's an icon of religious liberty. He truly is. There's no question about that. And uh, he brought the, uh, you know, in 1786, the Virginia Religious Liberty Act and, and uh, got it passed and, and all this kind of stuff. But but the point of the matter is that he says in there, he's all for religious liberty. And he, he considered himself um, basically to be a, a religion of one because he was such an anomaly in, in how he believed. I don't believe he was a, a religion of one. I just don't think he he had a, a denomination that he associated with, but he was a Christian. Okay, so having said all of that, he he said, yeah, I'm very much in favor of religious liberties. But the idea that, um, well, here, I'll just get the quote. It's right here. It says, the declaration that religious faith shall be unpunished does not give impunity to criminal acts dictated by religious error. Okay, so Sharia law does not apply in America. Okay, that's the bottom line. This idea that you can have honor killings, you kill your daughter because she went out with an infidel, some guy that wasn't a member of your faith, or you you know run them over by a car or whatever. I mean, this this idea of honor killings is not right. I'll go on with another statement by, by Jefferson. He, he was a pretty bright guy. He said, The interests of society require the observation of those moral precepts only in which all religions agree. For all forbid us to murder, steal, plunder, or bear false witness. And that we should not intermeddle with the particular dogmas in which all religions differ and which are unconnected with morality. The practice of morality being necessary for the well-being of society. We all agree in the obligation of the moral precepts of Jesus, and nowhere will they be found delivered in greater purity than in his discourses. So that's what Jefferson studied every night upon retirement. He read the words of the Savior in the original languages. Okay, He had isolated them from, he considered it, him and, and uh, John Adams both had some really great exchanges when they reconciled. And one of the things they talked about was how religious dogmas, these priestcrafts, they called them. They actually coined the term priestcrafts, where these people uh, manipulated religion for their own purposes. Okay, And he always wanted to go back to the original source, Jesus Christ, and that's what he studied every night on his retiring in the original languages. So anyway, this idea of morality is critical. And so we've got to turn our hearts back to that again. Yeah, open um, animal sacrifice could come to a neighbor near you in America, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, look, we've got a lot of good news happening and a lot of concern. We'll talk about it all in seconds of the final segment of Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. 
want anything about me anymore. <sighs> Honey, I know you're good at math. You don't like English. I know Ryan smiled at you yesterday at school. I know your favorite color is purple. And I know you don't like mushrooms. And who can blame you? I mean, mushrooms are a fungus, and people generally try to avoid funguses. Or is it fungi? I'm never quite sure. But, you know, either way, I mean, penicillin is good. Penicillin is a mold. Huh. Well, I guess you're right. So you like penicillin, but not mushrooms. <laughs> no matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. Mom, hmm. if we talk, will you be quiet? Love to. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. All right, Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. Freedomsrisingsun.com. That's freedomsrisingsun.com to get his incredible curriculum, weekly webinars, and a whole lot more. That's freedomsrisingsun.com to preserve uh, the nation. That's our lifelong goal, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Joe Rogan calls out leftist billionaire George Soros, quote, it's almost like he wants these cities to fall apart. He wants crime to flourish, says Joe Rogan. Wow, Joe, you're just figuring this out, buddy? <laughs> what do you say, doctor? Well, the, <laughs> we've talked so many times on your program, people think I'm a broken record, of course, but but all of this uh, fractionalization of of everything Americanist is is a Marxist philosophy. It's contention based, and they've used this over and over and over and over again to bring about their purposes in overthrowing the the uh, freedom of all the lands of the nations of the world. And and I mean whether it's these guys in the Illuminati in the French Revolution or the Bolsheviks or the Pol Pot guys in Cambodia. Or, or Mao in China, I mean, they what they do is they, they get all of these different factions to oppose each other. And they want that. I mean, if they can get people to throw rocks and then start throwing bullets, that's that's what they're looking for because ultimately and, and finally and disrupts society. And that, my society. fellow Americans, even though we feel like we have nothing left and we have to go to war or whatever else, it's not the answer. That's exactly what they want us to do. And that's why bring this up to Dr. Bradley, what do we do? Is that the only thing left? No, folks, they want you to believe it's the only thing left. It's the last thing we should do, all right? The first thing we should do is realize that we've been played for suckers, realize that we've been derelict in our duty, realize that it's us, we the people, through the checks and balances that can bring it back um, to true north. And the way we do that is within the framework that our founding fathers gave everything for. We have the framework. We have the historical evidence of what works and what doesn't. And we need to apply the principles that made America great if we want America to be great again. We have the blueprint thanks to the sacrifice of those who have gone before us. That is the quintessential point. So when Joe Rogan calls out George Soros, I mean, I appreciate that, Joe. But, buddy, you're a day late and a dollar short on this sucker. We've known this for decades. All right, 98% of CEOs right now believe that America will face a recession in 2023. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. So, folks, we are in serious, serious trouble financially and otherwise. And we have got, got to make a difference. 
Okay? You need to focus on the country because Joe will absolutely get in bed with the communists and run it off the cliff if we let him. We the That's Joe Biden, got... not Joe Rogan. Oh, uh, uh, hey, <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Joe <laughs> Biden will run the country off the rails. Rogan's trying to do good. He's just not caught up enough. He needs to spend some time with Dr. Bradley on Liberty Roundtable Live so he can get caught up faster. But at least he's coming to the knowledge of the truth to some degree. And Joe Biden will absolutely destroy this country. So will Kevin McCarthy. All right, let's not pretend it's just Joe. Uh, And no offense, so will Donald Trump if we let him. Okay, Donald says he's going to jettison and get rid of the drug cartels. Well, hey, man, you had a whole four years to get that done, buddy. And all you did was talk about how beautiful your wall was going to be. All right. Look, we've got to take action and serious action and do it clearly and directly. But the only way it'll happen is if enough Americans are educated enough to demand incremental, steady change for good. Defunding government agencies, as Ron Paul and others are calling for now, is one of the great answers, doctor. Yeah, there's no question about it. They're looking in the wrong place, though, when they do these uh, these uh, local riots that, you know, the you look back at the George Floyd things that happened in 2020, uh, where they were burning down cities, literally. I mean, uh, shades of the 1960s. Um, and and the uh, the idea that, oh, yeah, defund the police. Okay, so let's quit doing the, uh, let's quit funding the police in Portland. What happens? Crime rates skyrocket, serious crime. I mean, these kinds of things are absolutely astronomical because of these movements. And and the local control of the police is what the American founding fathers intended. This idea yes. of having federal level intervention of things. International cops. Uh, well, the, yeah, the blue helmets. I mean, when you think of the stupid, idiotic things that the Utah legislature has done in making it legal to be an illegal citizen, a non-U.S. citizen, to be a police officer. Come on, people. We've got to say, you know, and by the way, that passed the Utah legislature without a single dissenting vote. And when I've met with legislators, I say, well, what were you thinking? They, oh, well, we heard, the, we heard the police were in favor of this. Well, some of the police in the big cities that are, are looking to help facilitate the destruction of the republic are very much involved in this. I mean, I look at Salt Lake City, for example. Holy cow. That city is uh, basically Marxist right now in terms of its leadership. It's bizarre what's going on. And uh, we, the people, are just not paying attention. That's Again, it keeps coming back to that. We've got to uh, eternal vigilance, as uh, Amen was said by Andy Jackson. But I so, look at the, all that's going on, folks, and you know what? Even though I think this is a sad tale, and I know people are kind of got their backs against the wall, and they feel like, what do we do? Listen. Rather than pick up your gun, think outside the gun, folks. It's a little like Taco Bell. Think outside the bun, but I'm saying think outside the gun. You've got to look towards God. You've got to get on your knees and pray and get right with God. And then you've got to get up and say, Lord, what would you have me do? And you've got to go to work for the solutions. And I've got a good news story to end the hour, doctor, that I really think is worth talking about. Here's the headline. Several Illinois sheriffs will not enforce the state's recently passed gun law, with many of the sheriffs now arguing that it violates the Second Amendment. That's according to NBC Chicago. Well, so it does violate saying, the Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah, it does. And these sheriffs are spot on right, and they're standing up 
Dr. Bradley. And this brings up this, uh, the, uh, the County Sheriff America's Last Hope book from uh, Sheriff Richard Mack. This brings this up as, as a clear example. The people need to take those sheriff's leads and double down in Illinois and say, you know what? You're right. God bless you. Back those sheriffs. Tell the state and the feds to fly a kite. Uh, because, again, they want to claim, well, sheriffs can't pick and choose which laws they obey. Well, that's debatable. But secondarily, yeah, if there's two laws that conflict, i got to pick one. The sheriffs are picking the supreme law. Doctor? Well, absolutely. That You know, this this thing, uh, I think it was Wednesday that the governor signed this Illinois uh, a draconian bill. Uh, you know, as of now, immediately, that uh, makes it illegal to transfer or buy any new stuff, anything like that. Under their broad definition of so-called assault weapons, a 10-round mag is no longer available or, or legal in, in Illinois for a rifle. By the way, the FBI statistics say more people are killed every year by fists and feet, so body parts, than all types of rifles put together. So, And then a 15-round mag with, uh, with the handguns and some of these uh, mechanisms that allow faster uh, firing. Uh, but but you say, oh, well, things are grandfathered in. I've already got mine. I'm okay. No, you've got to register yours by October 1st. You know, your model and caliber and, and uh, you know, capacity and all those kind of things. You've got to go in and register your firearms. And, and Illinois' law is completely unconstitutional. There's no question about that. It will be in court. Gun Owners of America and some of these shooting federations and everything will be involved. But but the sheriffs have got to say no. We're not going to this. The, the sheriffs are us. They are the people. And if the the people are being having draconian laws put on them, that's just got to be horrific. And I I take my hat off to those that that are willing to do that because they are us. And that's how we're going to stop this. If somebody says oh, I was just following following the orders, you know that's that didn't work for Eichmann, for his uh didn't keep him from being hanged for all his stuff that he did during uh, World War II and getting the Jews killed. You know, you talk about, uh, I don't know, we're just about out of time, it looks like, but just just in brief, let me talk about this thing about how do we save this. First and foremost, we've got to get right with God. I talk about this sometimes. We've got to turn our hearts to God. We've got to do it individually, in our families, in our congregations, in our communities, and, and it's got to expand to nationwide, ultimately. Adam said our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate to the government of any other, okay? So we've got to be virtuous and right with God, okay? Second, we've got to learn the principles that the nation was founded on. In the tradition of the Founding Fathers, we've got to read the Declaration, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Farewell Address. You know, this stuff like uh, the Federalist Papers, the View of the Constitution of the United States by Tucker— if we can we defend the Constitution? Can we recognize when a law is unsound? Do we know these kinds of things? If we if we've never read them, we certainly don't. Uh, Jefferson said, "If a nation expects to be ignorant and free, it expects what never was and never will be." And and by the way, we can talk about Hosea and Isaiah that basically said, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge." Then we got to get involved in the civic affairs. We've got to be involved. Because if, if you're going to leave it to somebody else, you're going to get the kind of government somebody else wants. So we've got to make sure we're properly represented. It, we are going to be accountable before God and our actions on this. This is, this is absolutely foundational to everything we hold 
at deer. And then we've got to, you know, let our vote, our letters, our teachings, uh, call in radio shows, letters to the editor. I mean, come on, people. Speak out about this stuff. We've got to let our influence be known. We've got to be the influencer. So those four things I really do think are critically important to restoring this republic. And and if if we only focus on one thing, oh, I'm going to be a good boy. I'm going to go in my own little cloistered uh, room, shut the door, and everything's going to be fine around me. No, no, it's not. It's it's an activity kind of thing. You know, it's a it's a verb. You know, you got to be engaged because if you're not, it's going to go down in a whirlwind around you. And when yeah, we still you can may have lose faith it. in Christ, but what you can't do is say Christ will take care of all. There's nothing for me to do. I have faith in Christ. Faith is. I've been debating with people about this. Is faith a verb? What is faith? Is it an action word? Um, you know, you really got to kind of think about that. I ask all the linguists stuff, and they're a little bit stumped. They say, well, uh, factually, it's this, Sam, but your point's well taken. You know, whatever. All I'm telling you is, look, faith is an action word. You got to get on your knees and have enough faith to turn to God Almighty. Uh, you got to clean the inner vessel. Then you got to basically stand up and say, you know what? What do you want me to do, Lord? And we need to start to take action. We need funding uh, for all the things that I'm involved in. Public speaking, I've created a website. It's called callforcivility.com, callforcivility.com. We have got to start by peacefully advocating for our views, not in a big old fight that derails the conversation and bites the spirit of the devil, by clear, humble, but concise action, direct education. And we need financing to make that happen. Dr. Bradley does this weekly on his webinars. He also does it in his incredible To Preserve the Nation series. To learn more, freedomsrisingsun.com. It's called To Preserve the Nation. I'm Sam Bushman. My websites are libertyroundtable.com, cspoa.org, callforcivility.com, and most importantly, lovingliberty.net, our nationally syndicated radio network. We all need your funding and your support. The more you give, the more we can outreach and make a difference as they spread the word of hope and faith for the greatest country on the face of the earth. If we turn to Christ and we're on his side, we know we win. Isn't that the best news of all the good news, the gospel of Christ and his central mission? I testify he lives. For Dr. Scott Bradley and everybody else, we declare we the people can save America. This nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.